Yimei Chabad on the fifth day of Tishrei. Uh, this is in the year Tofresh Samaches, which puts this uh, 100 and uh, whatever, 100 and now 106 years ago. Okay, it's 106 years ago. So it's somewhere like in. Huh? 1906, 1907. Yeah, something like that. Uh, that was the passing of the great genius, the great Chassid, the Mordechai Schneerson. This was the, he was the son, as we mentioned several times, that Tzemach Tzedek had seven sons. And the oldest one of his sons was the Baruch Sholem. And we also uh, went through the lineage that the Rebbe, okay, our Rebbe, he is a son after a son. He comes from the oldest son of the Tzemach Tzedek, his name was Reboruch Sholem. And Reboruch Sholem had a son whose name was Remortchai, Remortchai Schneerson. And his Yorzeit is on the fifth day of Tishrei. And he was the rabbi of the city of Vitebsk. Now, this is an interesting story about the Remortchai. Uh, he was appointed as the rabbi of the city of Vitebsk while he was very young. And the following story is related that in the beginning, when he became the rabbi, he decided that there was a certain individual who was the shoichet. He was one of the people that performed the ritual slaughtering of the animals. Now, by the way, a ritual slaughterer is required to be of outstanding religious uh, behavior. We expect from him because he is feeding everybody meat, everybody eats from him, we rely on him, and something, a small mistake could render the meat not kosher, and then he would be supplying uh, people with non-kosher food, and everybody's relying that he did the proper job. Same thing is also true with a scribe. A lot of times when a scribe writes the tefillin and the mezuzahs and they sell it, you have to be sure that what they're doing is precise because it's very hard to tell a lot of times what well, we can check them over but there's certain things that we can't even check that we can't even tell about it so it's very important that the person should be a reliable person and that the person should be somebody of stature that we can trust but the rabbi the new rabbi was a young man and he said that this particular shaykhet is no good and he prohibited to eat from his shechita. He says, cannot. And this was an old established shechit who had a large family and had many supporters. And everybody was afraid of him. He was like a big shot in the city. And even the butchers of the city were all backing the, this, this shechit. But this new rabbi did not back down. He did not... Uh, get scared neither from the shaykhet or not from his many supporters and he ruled publicly that he cannot shecht, he cannot be anymore in that position of a ritual slaughter. The shaykhet, he made fun of the rabbi's ruling he continued to serve as a shaykhet so when this Rav Mordechai saw that his words aren't being affected they're not being listened to so on Shabbos, he went to the Beit Knesset. There was a special shul in which the butchers davened over there. And that was the shul where that shaykhet also davened. So the rabbi was honored with an aliyah. So 
the rabbi went over to the Torah, held the Torah with both of his hands, and he announced with a loud voice, he says, with the power of the Torah and the power of my holy fathers, I am prohibiting for this shaykhat to be a shaykhat. That was in front of the shaykhat and in front of everybody over there. When he finished his words, he went down from the bima and he left the shul. Big uh, tumult uh, transpired over there and the entire city was amazed of the uh, rabbi's unyielding strength and how he publicly took on everybody. And at the end of the day, the rabbi was victorious. That shaykhat was forced, removed from his position. Now, this is... Um, uh, something, especially nowadays, you know, everybody is afraid to take a stand, especially, you know, sometimes, you know, in a synagogue, in a shul, in which there are powerful people, maybe sometimes people that contribute a lot, maybe sometimes people that have voiced their opinion, very opinionated, and the rabbi uh, finds himself in a position uh, that he doesn't want to take on, and he doesn't want to start up with some of the uh, you know powerful people, and uh, he's uh, he's he's under sometimes they're under contract. <laughs> he's afraid he's afraid for his contract for his livelihood, but that's not what a rabbi is supposed to be. A rabbi is supposed to be a servant of Hashem and lead the community, and not be led by the community. And when the rabbi sees something done, uh, <laughs> it's very important. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think even though there may be a short-term fallout sometimes, but at, at, at the end, the respect and the admiration for the rabbi, as in that case, that only increases, only grows. I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard to judge, and we don't see it that way immediately. But at the end of the day, if you do take a stand, and you do stand up for what's right, and the rabbi does do what is halachically required of him, and one of the verses, uh, beginning verses of the uh, elementary uh, instructions for a rabbi is not to be afraid of any person because judgment belongs to God and therefore you got to do what God wants and not uh, be afraid of people but it's easier said than done you know a lot of times it takes a lot of inner strength and a lot of uh, uh, you know to be able to, to do what's right but this is an inspiration it's something that we see that took place